Welcome into the Son of a Batch, where my 54-year-old mother... I haven't even done the Zencaster yet. You don't need to. We're in the same room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Welcome into the Son of a Batch, where my 54-year-old mother and my 21-year-old self analyze weekly episodes of The Bachelorette with spunk, humor, and multi-generational insight. I'm a bachelor newbie and my mom is bachelor obsessed. That makes me the son of a batch. Let's go. I'm not the kind of girl you bring home to mama. If my mama loves me, then why you say I'm yours? not the kind of girl you bring home to mama. If my mama loves me, then why can't yours? Say I'm not the kind of girl. All right, mom. So uh, let's start this episode off the same way as usual. Uh, 30 second recap. You got a timer? I have got a timer. One, two, three, go. We begin with a Zach and Tasha one-on-one that includes some oddly timed wedding photos and the telling of yet another sob story. Then we're off to a group date where the guys have to strip naked and, oh wait, they just have to paint naked people. Each man is tasked with creating a self-portrait. Evidently, Tasha is easy to please because she's blown away by an empty frame and doesn't bat an eye at a clay penis or a privilege-free pair of chateau. Ben opens up at the cocktail party, but it's Tasha who steals the show when she tells no one Bennett she'll get to the bottom of their beef. Next, we're taken to a one-on-one to watch Tasha and Easy go through a haunted La Quinta, only to be shocked most by Easy's early departure. Finally, we get a glimpse of the Noah versus Bennett showdown featuring Bennett's hilarious gift. 33 seconds. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. I was really listening this time because it's fast. I yeah. think I love these. I think I think, I think that one I could have just talked faster but i was worried i was going to stumble through it because there's a lot of i don't know um they're really good i thought this was like a packed episode so it was hard to like keep it small there was a lot this episode that went down so i i don't know funny it's a great episode what did you think (laughs) i thought it was a fantastic episode i thought it was um so much uh so much depth again i think we've talked about these guys so many times about how there is so much depth and it didn't feel manufactured to me and so i and i love the dates i i'll be honest with you jumping on really a, yes jumping on a trampoline in a big fluffy dress is definitely a bucket list item for me well i'm glad that this episode we're gonna have some disagreements then that's unusual because wow i hated the dates really I thought both dates were one out of fives i rated both of them but they're awful so that will be interesting i i have to agree the haunted house one was kind of weird yeah but i loved the one with all the guys having to do all of the art projects okay i didn't i didn't rate the group i'm talking just the one-on-one so let's I, if you're good with it let's just jump right into the zach c one-on-one Sure, sure. That's the start of the episode, right? No, let's let's back up a little bit because we introduced Jojo. Oh, right. I didn't I forgot to include that. Yeah. So, Jojo is engaged to Jordan Rogers. So, Aaron Rogers' brother. And that was kind of an interesting uh season because you really got the impression that the Rogers family has some stuff going on and that they're not that close. They've been engaged for a really long time. So, I don't know when they're going to get married. Maybe they're planning a wedding now, but they've been engaged for many years. Um, and the reason that she comes on is because Chris d- is going to take his son to college, mm-hmm. which I kind of love. Normally, in a normal year, you would they would work around it. He would take his son to college on the weekend, and then he'd be back for taping, and this would never be a conversation. But because of COVID, he has to quarantine after he gets back. 
And I love that he chose his son, taking his son to college over the franchise. And I love that the franchise let him do it. Yeah, that was an interesting like way to go about that. Too. It's just like, and here's who's taking over. Good luck. And uh, yet, I think this episode really could have used him. Really, he, I do. I think I think he has a very uh, calming demeanor when there's different things going on, and I I kind of missed him right away. Yeah, um, I felt like JoJo came in a little bit like Guns of Blazing because I thought JoJo came in and and didn't was clearly anti Bennett and Noah like pretty immediately. And then I don't know, just wasn't about all like the jokes and stuff. And like, uh, cause yeah, was it Noah that came in and she was like, are you checking yourself out, fixing your hair? He was that like, was yeah, funny. how is my hair? And he, she was like, it doesn't matter or something like that. I was like, Ooh, that was pretty funny. She definitely dissed Noah, but it wasn't even a, it was like when he's like, Oh, how is my hair? That's when you're like, Oh, it's fine or whatever. Like she was like, it doesn't matter or something. I was like, Ooh. so let's talk about him for a second, because I think when we left the episode last time I was like, Oh my God, it, he, he played a really bold move at the cocktail party. Right. Um, I don't even think he understood the ramifications of how big that move was going to be. And yet you knew that everybody in the house was going to hate him. And yet I throughout this episode leaned more into Noah than Bennett. Yeah. No, if you know what, if I had to come up with an episode title, it'd be there's a new villain in town or something like that. Because yeah, I, I went 180 on every, I'm like two weeks later than you, but I, yeah, Noah is not the villain. It's Bennett for sure. Yeah. And Noah is, some of the things that Bennett is saying about Noah, he's immature. Absolutely. Is he going to end up with Tasha? No. But I, I, the the superiority and the, you know, how he treats him like he's 14 years old made Bennett look like a juvenile. So. I was about to say, I would argue that Bennett has seemed more immature than Noah throughout this whole, especially this episode. And maybe that's, once again, maybe that's producer cuts, but like, there's not... Even if that's just producer cuts, he's still saying that stuff. So it definitely happened. And he's just, yeah, he's a dick. Well, and it's definitely performative. Like he is performing um, when it will get into the date, but there was a moment in the group date where he kissed Tasha while she was blindfolded mm. and it was so clunky and not, it was performative. It wasn't like, I really like you and I really yeah. want to kiss you. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's been performing this whole time and what would you want to guess that comes out of this when he's done with the show? Somehow this is going to segue him or launch him into some influencer or some new business or, or... spinoff show or something like yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he'll get Cause he, he is fantastic at the one-liners. I, I almost called the episode crushing life under pressure. Mm. So he's I like that. He's good at, he's good at one-liners. So let's jump into the one in one one on one with Zach. And my, I guess my first question for you. So they're shooting wedding photos. We know that Tasha has been married before. She seems super uncomfortable with this, putting a wedding dress on, going out and doing the photo shoot. What were your thoughts? I, I yeah, one out of five on the whole thing. I thought it was super weird. I don't know. I, I think Zach handled it well, but I would have been super uncomfortable, not even as someone who's been married before, didn't didn't Zach say he's also been married before? Both of so, them have been married before. We didn't know that, but both of them have been married before. So I wonder if that was like a producer design thing to make them both uncomfortable. But even if that wasn't true, if I was going through it, I would be extremely uncomfortable doing that. It's just weird. Yeah. It's just odd. I, 
who wants to dress up in your wedding outfit? That's just weird. Well, especially because both of them really know the seriousness of it. And I think for her, it was really emotional. And um, I think they finally got over, this isn't serious, we're just playing. And that's, so I agree. I think the date itself was a producer uh, plant. But I do like at the end that they started to just have fun with it. And again, jumping on a trampoline in a big floofy dress Hell to the yes. You would you would enjoy that? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what where that comes from, but that just sounds amazing. Having this big dress and you're jumping up in the air. I don't I just I guess I think of these one-on-ones as like precious time if I'm one of those guys. I'm thinking of it as precious time of like her and I are gonna get to do something together that's going to be super intimate and uh, we're gonna have the opportunity to like have great conversation and stuff like that. This date provided none of that. Zach did a really good job of taking a shit situation and making it into something good. He made her feel comfortable. He clearly was like down and totally cool with doing it. But I felt like, okay, so the whole time you have to just be up in front of a camera. You can't really be talking much. You have to just like be smiling and posing. And then you have to do this fake, let's jump on a tramp thing. And oh my God, we fell over. I mean, that's like producers are like, okay. And at some point fell over, right? Um so I don't know. I just felt like it was a tough one to like actually get some time in and some like fun conversations. And you're also not benefiting that she was super uncomfortable. Like I said, I think he hit it out of the park. But like, yeah, I would have hated to be on that day. That's that's brutal. Yeah. And I did like some of the tux options he got to play with. Did you Not did? for a real wedding, but like the first one was a serious tux, but the rest of them were all funky. I thought they were fun to look at. Oh, I thought they were horrifying to look at. Really? All around. <laughs> the one with like all the um, patterns, I don't even know what to call that, but all the like the blue and yellow patterns. And then the one that was like head to toe, all futuristic silver looking or whatever. That one was that one was bad. They were all bad. I liked all the pattern ones. I don't know why. I thought it was super yeah, fun. I thought he looked like an, like, what are you going to do with those photos? Yeah. You're, ne- you're never going to do a thing with those photos. And then I thought the photographer was fun. I, um, I looked him up and he's, you know, he's a fairly famous um, designer and photographer and model. And I thought he was fun, but you can imagine he was not quiet through that entire photo shoot. So to your point, they didn't have a lot of to themselves time. Right. I mean, obviously they have like the planned eat dinner by the pool and talk talk deeply at the end, but. Yeah, overall, bad date in my opinion. And before the date started, Zach alluded that he had some information that he needed to share with Tasha. So every time I hear that, because we we we're kind of used to like these every week. You mean? Yeah these these sob stories. Um, I have to say that what he shared with her, I had that was not on my radar at all. What were your thoughts when he had something to share? What did you think it was going to be? I didn't know, but as soon as he said it, I felt like an idiot because his his job occupation is a is an addiction specialist. So why would it not make sense that he's gone through addiction himself, right? Well, and I thought about that because I think I think there was an episode a few weeks ago where you at the cocktail party were like, I think he is he's been drinking, and clearly, yeah, he was pretty drunk. <laughs> no, I don't think he was. I I I don't think he can drink because he's. Did he say he was sober? Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> And what a what an amazing vulnerable story to share. I think I think that's what's cool about what's happening this year on The Bachelor is that we're talking about really deep seated um, 
issues that aren't discussed very often. Addiction is not something that's discussed very often. Um, him sharing his story was seemed incredibly genuine, genuine, incredibly vulnerable. I didn't feel like it was a performance. Yeah. I The th- thought that I had throughout it, though, is more so just how does this happen every week? Do the like when they're casting the show, they must find okay, you have to have some sort of sob story. So that means, do they tell them during the you know was Ben telling them during the interview process about his um, bulimia? Like, I'm just it seems every guy has some like really sad story, and I'm like, obviously that's their in right, and I don't want to discredit any story and make it seem like they're trying to do something with it, but how does every guy have one of these? You know what I'm saying? So let me spin it a different direction. I heard this really amazing podcast the other day, and this guy was talking about how um, some families are really good at hiding the secrets behind, you know, and you just act like everything's normal. And then some families, you know, it's just out there. And I would tell you that I think in general, there's a lot of stories in families and that, I just think the uh, idyllic normal life is not really true for most people, but Mm. we just don't talk about it. It's not, you know, I was, I was brought up where you don't share any family secrets, you know, you keep it within the family. And so I, I think I hear what you're saying, but I do think that most people have some kind of story in in their background. So I think the other thing that we learned was that they had both been married. So that, so that's two bachelors so far or two contestants that have been married before. Mm. I think that's really interesting because usually that's not the case. And I'm trying to think how many bachelor or bachelorettes have been married in the past. And I know Jason Mesnick had been married before. I don't think it's a ton. So um, I, and I just think that you're seeing a really, a mature woman talking to some really mature men about life experiences. Mm. Well, you know who took a took a hit based on that is Brendan because I feel like he was like the only you know his connection with her was oh we're both divorcees and now it's not just him anymore. So he's his stock took a serious hit this episode. Yeah, and and again I I really love um, I really loved the vulnerability of Zach's story. The part that really hit me was when he was at his bottom and he went to a bank and tried to cash a check that he wrote to himself and the banker called his father and he referred to her as as his angel, like she saved him. I just think really compelling story. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Mm. Yeah. Now we see in the previews that there's possibly some drama because I think they allude to the fact that maybe Zach has cheated before or something. Yeah. The classic, Let's ask them the series. We've seen this before. Remember yeah. uh, in the first season we ever watched where it was our practice season and it was like, have you ever cheated? And someone was like, yeah. And then it's like, <gasps> it's like well, what? You have a room of 10 people and you ask every person? You don't think one person is going to say yes? Right. And also some people are probably lying. Like, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I remember there was a season years ago. I think it was Andy Dorfman's season. And at the end, she gave a bunch of the guys lie detector tests. That's what this is going to be next week. I think, yeah. And the guy that she ended up picking, she decided not to open the results. 
And I think we knew when he was doing the lie detector test that he was not being truthful and she chose not to look at it. So this is going to be really interesting because I remember thinking, wow, would you have made a different decision if you had opened his, the results of his test? Do you, are they, they're like not completely trustworthy though, right? Right. If you're, if you're comfortable with the stuff that's gone on and you don't feel guilty about it, it's probably not going to show up on a lie detector yeah. test. So it, I remember um, I I worked for Coors Brewery when I was in college and I had to take two lie detector tests and I have the most guilty conscience in the world. So they're mm. like, have you ever stolen office supplies? And I'm like, I think I took a pen and it, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, shocked. so it just depends on like where you are when you're taking those. Um So let's go to the group date, which mm. I'm going to rate the group date. A four out of five. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was really solid. And I'm so surprised how everybody um, came out of their shells in different ways. I will say the one person we did not see at all in this was Damar. Yeah, what did he even make? I don't think they showed. They just keep cutting him. He's just not a long term. He's going to be out pretty soon. I know. And I was was really rooting for it because I always, when I'm doing my notes, I always have like a space next to their name and I have a big blank next to him. And I'm like, he seems really cool. And I've just. He's not getting the airtime. He's either not getting the airtime or he's just, you know, not into it that much. So let's talk about Riley. Um because I think Riley has a really hard time being vulnerable and letting his walls down. You can really tell that there's a struggle for him. Mm. Yet, I think he really tried to be more vulnerable in this episode. So what are your thoughts? Because he's always been one of our tops. Remind me what he talked about again. I remember the painting. But it was like, what his did he mom talk about? of how when he was his parents got divorced when he was young. And when he was growing up, his dad kind of wrote the narrative of why his mom wasn't around and she reached out to him when he was older and he kind of right. gave her crap right. about, you know, I never of, had quality time with you. Yeah. I right. That. And now they have mended fences and they, you know, they see each other and they have a relationship. So I, I think Riley is there, but I just, I don't feel like he's, he's dived in as deep as like a Zach and a Ben and a, well, he hasn't really been given the opportunity. To be honest, yeah, he's been on group dates and has had that kind of opportunity. But um, I think you can write off the first night when Spencer came in because that was a whole thing, right? Was it him and Spencer, or was yeah. it him? Yeah, I think it was so. Him and Spencer. I think he was he was a little jacked up from that, and then since then he just genuinely has not had he hasn't had a one on one. He hasn't had a yeah. um, even a real long opportunity during cocktail parties because of how that's been going as of late. So. That's where that's why I think we're like, ah, where's where's he at? You know, but if he gets the opportunity for a one on one, I think we're going to be hooked again. Yeah, I just because so. I, I think so. too. He, he showed me this episode that I was like, OK, he's back. You know, I thought he was pretty smooth. He was good at talking to her. Um, yeah, I'm I'm back on the rally train a little bit. Yeah, me too. And so I, I have to ask you, knowing what we know about Blake. So the very first thing they do is they walk into a studio where there's naked models. Right. And Blake's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to get naked again. I don't think he was worried about that. I think he was all about it. Yeah, well, he was the guy who, when they played dodgeball, he was walking around for like 30 minutes. He was like chilling on the couch. I'm like, bro, put some pants on. Right. Yeah. Right. And then he, yeah. So very disingenuous. And then moving on to the clay, you know, I think the 
directive <laughs> was, please make something that represents the time you have spent with Tasha, and he makes. He makes a dick. Or it was like it was like the time you want what you want to have with Tasha or something like that. I th- yeah, whatever. It was bad. He needs to go. Blake is clearly in a different playing field. I think Spencer talked about not shocking. He talks about sex twenty four seven, and he's also the guy when they were doing the orgasm challenge that was acting out. You know, had his leg up on a table. And- I don't know if he. Yeah, I don't know if he really understood what that meant because it wasn't right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about Blake. I hate that guy, but um, I didn't hate him. Into, this was the nail in the coffin for me on this. Episode. Oh, really? That's in, honestly, I thought it was funny because that's like any guy who's, I, I guess, at my age, maybe I'm just more immature and I've got that middle school style mentality. But you put a guy in front of Clay and say, "Make something out of it." The first thing that's going to come to his head, I can make a dick out of this. <laughs> so that's why I just thought it was funny. I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I could see that. <laughs> that's pretty funny." Um. But yeah, I, in terms of the clay creations, um, this is where I really started to get the like, ugh, Bennett. So first of all, you hear him chirping Noah throughout the episode, which I constantly. Hate. Hate. And Noah, to his credit, I I would not. There's no chance I would have stood for that. And there's no chance. I feel like most bachelor bachelorette contestants would have been like, "Fuck, did you say to me?" And like, you know, kind of come back at him and Noah was just like, all right, he steals Noah's seat to sit next to Tasha. He had no right to do so. And Noah was like, uh, you just made that up. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is my seat. And he's like, you know what? Whatever. I'm not gonna make a scene out of it. So like, if we're talking about how Tasha feels about all this stuff, Noah has had so many opportunities where he could have blown up and didn't. So like to Noah's credit, I think he wins this battle. Like Bennett's the one who's stirring the pot and trying to make a thing out of it. And Noah at some point was just like, he very calmly was just like, hey, look, man, I can't deal with this anymore. You got to stop hitting me with all these chirps. Like, it's getting to me. So stop. Right. And that's all he said. And and that's, I mean, like you said, that had to take a ton of strength to hold that back. And that shows more maturity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, I, <laughs> poor guy. I mean, I, I hated that whole thing. And then that's what I'm saying. Bennett's sitting next to her and acting like, you know, oh, I'm going to kiss you with your blindfold. It just seemed like a performance to me. Not a fan. Here's here's what bugs me. I don't understand how Tasha's into him in any way. Wouldn't you want to puke talking to him? Well, here's um here's our first home in California. Here, and I didn't have time for the mountain home or the parish chateau, but oh, we have, these are our three homes together. Well, oh, that reminds me dick. of a weird so. The one thing Noah did do is yell out, you know, how do you spell privilege? Yeah. And then he, Bennett kind of went into, I did not come from No, he privilege. said, I was the farthest thing from privilege. Oh, yeah, Mr. Rolls-Royce, Mr., uh, you know, $9,000 suit and loafers, Mr. Harvard education. Yeah, I'm sure that you had nothing but privilege. Well, and even if he climbed that ladder all by himself with no help. Did not. He is showing privilege right now. I think his lack of education shows that he did not get into Harvard based on solely merit. That's my, that's my <laughs> idea. If you can't spell limousine, I think you've got some problems. So that's a question that I have for you because I, I actually was surprised when Tasha called them out later in the episode where she wants to, she's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. So there had to be a bunch of tension on that group date for her to know. I, obviously we don't see everything. I mean, I think honestly alone, Noah just saying the privilege thing was probably enough for her to be like, okay, I've seen this quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So 
kudos to her for picking it out, but there had to be a bunch of crap going on, you know, just because she knew, you know, usually they're like, is there something going on in the house? She didn't even hesitate. She was like, you two are on my, on my shit list. Yeah. Um, So talking about the self portraits, who do you think killed it? Who was, who did bad? Who did good? What do you think? I have to say, I'm going to give you initial reaction and then, so I liked Brendan's a lot. Wow. I, yeah. Please tell me more because I couldn't disagree more. Well, I what I liked about it is that he built a picture frame. He didn't build it. They had they all had picture frames. He just cut out the canvas part of it. Oh, I was thinking he built it. Nope. He didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. Fair. And but then he's like, I want to include you in the picture. I don't know. It's clever. I'll give him clever points. Mm. Um I thought that Ivan's was pretty good. The puzzle piece. Yeah, I thought Ivan's. Was I great. thought I thought I, Ivan's was strong. Ivan shows up all the time. Yeah. I just don't feel the chemistry between the two of them, but Ivan shows up every time. Um, and then I was frustrated with Ben's move at first, until we find out later about his bulimia. <laughs> but I like I've said this again and again that I watch his Instagram and it's all about his body. But now that makes more sense. If you have, uh, if you have body image issues, maybe, you know, celebrating it very publicly is really important. Yeah. I thought the same thing when he first walked out, I was like, bro, we get it. You're ripped. Right. Right. But I, I agree with you. I think that especially the way he was talking about it before he did it, how he was like, I really have something to share. I'm really nervous to do it. It made a little bit more sense because you're like, Oh, okay. I see why that's a big deal to you. Right, right. And so to that point, I honestly cannot think of a moment that I've ever known of a man that has an eating disorder because I don't think that's really something that is discussed. Mm. And so I think that was a really big thing to have out there in a franchise where people watch the show. I, I think that's what's been so cool about this season is that things that you never hear that are very taboo are being discussed Mm. addiction uh eating disorders um black lives matter Matter. i mean so so now with that retrospect who would i give the best self-portrait to (laughs) i it might be ben it might be ben what about you i i really liked ivan's um i thought riley's was interesting just because he he was able to share something extremely like he shared a one-on-one level uh, conversation or like story with her Mm -hmm. in a group. So that takes a lot of balls too. Especially for him. I really get the sense that this is really tough for him to do. So, so not that he should get more points because it's hard, but you just, he has that really strong masculine persona where that's hard to let those walls yep. down. And to, I, I agree. I, I like that he did it in front of the group. But can we agree that this season has more nudity than most, right? Yes. It's, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> How many, I'm like, so we come and we see naked people. I'm like, here we go again. And then like, like I said, in the 30 second recap, I was like, oh, wait, never mind. They don't have to strip. Okay, cool. <laughs> but then, then Ben does it anyway. So we're just like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Seen way more nude dudes than I would like to. Thank you. So I will tell you. Let's go back to The Bachelor. As much as I dislike Bennett, I do love his one-liners. So I wrote down um, one of his one-liners was, oh, we're playing Fifty Shades of Clay. He's very clever. (laughs) His one-liners are pretty funny. So I will miss that. His needlepoint was lame, but I 
I, I do have to say that was interesting. Yeah. So just to touch on that, that um, disagreement that we've had for the past few weeks where you're like, oh, I'm starting to hate Bennett. The reason I was okay with it was always like, okay, well, he's like, he's like clearly not a serious contender. He's just that guy who comes in, screws around some one-liners. He's funny. He's a douche, but like, you know that. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, it's getting serious. Every guy here, I say, I feel like has a reason to be here. Like, I'm like, these guys actually have earned their spot. Um, and I feel like we saw that with easy going home. That was like, yep. Okay. That makes sense. Although I will tell you, I understand why he went home, but there's some people like Ed and sure, there's still sure. some people in there that I would have rather had easy be in the mix. Definitely. But, um, it proved to me that this is like where it's getting legit. And I'm, and so now take all, and then add all the petty shit that he's doing with, with Noah. And I'm just like, this guy's an actual asshole because now he's now he's flaunting his money, his privilege, his um, education on everyone else. Here are the four pieces of emotional intelligence. Like I'm like, bro, you don't have those. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've I've had to study emotional intelligence for school, and it's like you don't have that shit. I right. right now I'm seeing that you don't have it. Right. He's he's an ass. So let's talk a little bit about. I, I think we've hit upon it, but how Tasha was so overwhelmed with emotion after how much they shared. Cause mm. I don't think she saw that coming. Mm. Um, again, I, I love this really real moment of where she has to step away and be like, cause that's a, that's a pretty big privilege to have people open up like that. <laughs> it, I don't know why it's making me cry. <laughs> um, I think part of that might have to do with the timing. I think that just in general, quarantine and all that kind of stuff made people a lot more vulnerable in that sense. Cause it made you really sit there and consider that stuff. I do think that's true. I do think that I was saying that to somebody today about how <laughs> I know, I don't know why I'm crying. It's embarrassing. Um, how even on like zoom calls, like I've been on these, I, I'm a CPA and I have to take classes and we have to do breakout rooms. And some of the vulnerable stuff that comes out with total strangers in these breakout rooms is just shocking. But I think it's just, Maybe that's one of the good pieces of COVID is that we're just learning to be more real with each other. But well, I, I think it's just more like people got so lonely, they need people to talk to. And then right. they're thinking about all this stuff and they don't have their normal people to talk to about it. So then they're like normal outlets to talk about it. So like this is an opportunity where they're all like, okay, cool. Well, I have this connection with this woman who I want to tell her all this stuff that I've been thinking about for months. Yeah. And I, I found it really touching that she took it so seriously. Yeah. I think that's what gives me tears is that again, you're seeing this really complete person sitting in front of you that, you know, can process those emotions. So then on to the best part, I love Tasha's decision-making through this whole thing. So whoever she picked as the best in that whole group date was going to get a one-on-one. And instead she invited everybody to the cocktail. Okay. I, I must've missed that like transition because I heard Ivan saying that during it, he was like, yeah, whoever wins, we get that one-on-one time. That's like really important. And then they all had it. And I was like, did I miss here? What happened? So, and so yeah, she, she made the bold move and said, I want to get, I want to talk to all of you more because this was so amazing and I'm not going to pick anybody. Yeah. I think that was, I think it was a smart call. Totally. Cause how do you pick somebody out? That's like us sitting here. Like who did the best job? I don't know. They all did pretty well. Yeah. See, I think Brendan. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't, I didn't get to touch on that. I think Brendan's was lame as shit. It's like the kid who goes to the talent show and forgets to bring his, like forgets to practice and is like, 
Uh, oh, here you go. Here's a frame. It's a picture of me. So this is a self-portrait. It's me. Um, and I'm really excited to have you in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking move on to the next guy. I thought that was horrible. I I hear you. I, I, I understand that perspective. So, But like, what did he, what did he do that moved you? What did he say? It was, he, all he did was say, here's a picture of me and I'd like to have you in it. And I turned it sideways. That's it. I'm always a sucker for them making it personal and including her, inviting her in. Now, Bennett, they all about invited their three chateaus that did not make, that didn't make me want to walk through the door, but, but his did. I don't know. Yeah. Fair. I noted I, I think those are fair things. So we go to the cocktail party. These deep conversations continue. Ben talks about his uh, bulimia. Um, she seemed to like Brendan's picture frame too. She I, did. I don't get. That's I'm. I was like. That's why I said in the in the recap. It, it seems like she was easy to please. Because yeah. like, she wasn't even the the uh, Bennett shit. She wasn't even like okay. Like she's like, wow, that was really good, Bennett. It's like, what? Right. Bennett just flaunted his money at you. That's all it was. Right, right. Maybe she's just into that. I don't know, but I'm like, yo, no. And then two Tasha's this is very consistent for her. And again, I've never seen anybody do this, but she's telling us the three safe guys because she lists three guys. It was Riley and then Ben, and then who was the third one? Brendan. Okay. And Ben gets the rose. But clearly there's this signal. You're safe, you're safe, you're safe. So mm-hmm. I I kind of like it. I like that she's acknowledging more than just one person yeah. in in that evening. And so you can really tell that she doesn't she wants to give people a lot of credit mm-hmm. for what for them showing up. I felt like so at the end there though when she was when she's like, "Hey, I'm going to get to the bottom of this." It really reminded me of like two kids who are fighting in class and you have a teacher being like, "Hey, you two, you're going to see me after class. And we're going to talk about this. That's a, like, I was like, oh my God, this is so immature, so dumb. Yeah. Well, and it would have been okay. I, I mean, I understand you don't want to come in and be the teacher. They keep doing it afterwards. They keep going at each other as soon as she leaves. I think it's funny too how Bennett keeps acting like shocked. Like, what? What? Oh, I have never. And it's like, what are you? Come I'm 30, on, bro. Is he 36? He's old as shit. He's younger than he, or acts younger than he is. I sure. know, I know that Zach is 36. I think Bennett might be a, a, close to that age as well. So it's just like, oh my goodness gracious. Cause he talks about how Noah's 15 years younger than him or something like that. Yeah. yeah 11 years younger. Or 11 years younger than him. So yikes. Um, so then. Let's talk about Easy, who mm. is the most fun person to watch because he just has so much happy energy yep. uh, coming out, and so he get he draws the the short straw on the date. I think I don't think this is a date that involves this also had any a one out of connection. Five. It's if you're him, how are you supposed to? I think he reacted it just about as well as you could. How are you supposed to react here? You know. Well, I think he. I think the date was fun. I don't think she had any beef with how the date was. Yeah, but it just seemed so fake. Like it was all acting. It was all, you know. I just didn't. I didn't feel like, like I said, if you if you're looking for a way to connect, I didn't feel like this was a way to connect at all. This was just weird. I was like, I don't know how it you was super how weird. you react. And I thought he was adorable when he kept saying, "This is a cute ass date. This is a really cute ass date." <laughs> 
but he made the best of it. And even at the end when they were scared out of a room and he was carrying wine glasses out the door, yeah. but it just seemed like a, hor- a horrific setup for him. Yeah. And I, I don't even know what she was trying to test. Cause usually you pick somebody for a one-on-one for one of two reasons. You want to get to know them better or you want to make sure that they're not who you choose. Well, she said what it was. She said she wanted to grow with him romantically. How do you do that? That's what I'm saying. How are, how are, how is he supposed to handle that? Yeah. You can't be romantic in that setting. You can't. I'm like, he was just doomed from the start. But talking about him going home, um, first of all, I don't know about you, but I was shocked at how how into her he was. Because I feel like there has not been a connection between them at all. So then when he's like, yeah, I think I'm falling for this girl. And he started saying in love to her. I was like, back up, back up, back pedal, back pedal. That was what sent him home. Absolutely. And it was like, I was just shocked. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's easy. Maybe it's because he uses humor so much that you don't really get to see. He uses that as kind of a front and you don't really get to see his insides. But like, I was like, really? I don't feel like you guys have spent that much time together. Well, I think Easy and Ivan, as soon as Taisha walked through that door, their breath was taken away. Mm. She is stunning. And I think they just both got very big crushes on her instantaneously. You know how you just have this like this attraction to this person? And I think that was true for both of them. You but, don't drop the L word like that, But though. you don't drop the L word, yeah. Because even the guys nuts. that are, like, really letting, you know, her yeah. in, they're not saying those kinds right. of things. Right. Zach's not saying that shit. And Zach, Zach should be saying that more than anybody. So I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. I thought it was weird. Um, I liked him so much that no, I was I like, like, whoa, him. whoa, whoa. No, 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 I, no. See, but <laughs> I kind of saw this one coming, if I'm being honest, because I like him as a person, but I don't. He just doesn't have that kind of like serious romantic yeah. element to him right now. And I don't know if that's just a general character thing for him or if it's where he is in his life or what. But that's why it seemed like it came out of left field. It's like yeah. you haven't been playing the romantic game at all. And then all of a sudden you're in love. Like I was like, what? And yeah, that was it for her. But good I, for her. Honestly, good, good choice on her part. I think it's smart yeah. to do that when you can. Yeah. I feel bad for the guys because, again, you'd like to have people in the house that you like to hang with. and Yeah. I think they were all like, damn it. Right. Right. I thought he looked amazing when he walked in, too. I really noticed his outfit. Like, I thought, I just thought he looked good. The ripped jeans. Did he have ripped jeans? I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, during dinner. the dinner. Dinner. I thought he, it was all black, black t-shirt. I, I think I'm kind of the, not the tie lady. I don't think I, I think I like the more casual looks. Because I will also tell you that when Bennett and Noah were on their two-on-one, I loved Noah's outfit. Which kind of cracks me up. So, yeah. Again, I just am – I clearly have been in sweatpants for such a long time that I am really focusing on how people are dressing. (laughs) Um, So then let's go – we think we're going to a cocktail party. And since I'm on dressing – I'm going to say that Tasha's dress, I am obsessed with. I think the dress that she had on where it had like kind of a netting over the dress. Stunning. She looks good in everything she wears. I'm oh not, not, not going to oh my goodness. act like that. So, sure. But before that, JoJo comes in and tells the guys that they're still going to have a cocktail party. But before the cocktail party, they're going to do a two-on-one, which I love two-on-ones. Two-on-ones are amazing. Also, if you're one of those guys, you've got to be like, oh, hell yeah. One of them's going home. Sweet. One less dude. Awesome. Right. Go for well, it. Well, and Easy's gone home. And I don't know how many they'll eliminate. Maybe three. I would say probably like two. 
Yeah, maybe. Because they're getting rid of I don't know. We'll see. So um, JoJo lets them know that. And that has to be weird. With both Easy's date and this, Easy's date clearly was in the evening and then they had to go to dinner. Usually there's like a day day and then you have, you know, it seems like they have all day long and then they meet up for dinner again. So Easy even got shorted on time. Like he has a night date in a haunted house. And then unless they made the resort black, I don't know. Right. And then this, you have a cocktail party. What time is that cocktail party going to be? Because this drama between um, Bennett and Noah is going to go on for a while. Yeah, it's going to be long. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So let's talk about those interactions. I think one of the things that really struck me was Noah saying, I can't make a mistake because he's really smart. So I really have to play this cool because, you know, he knows he can talk circles around him. Yep. These are like two coaches prepping for like a big football game, I felt like. You know, they're like getting their game plans together. Yes. And what I think is, I don't know. I, I think Bennett thinks he's a better talker than he is. You know, I, I really don't think he had any chance to save his ass through this. whole. I think Bennett's going home, no doubt. I think you agree, right? I think if the gift wasn't sitting there, that it would, it would be more up for grabs. But, but I still he, think Bennett would go home. I don't know. When he opened... If he reveals the gift and and she has to hear the whole thing, <laughs> you would be out of there so, so damn fast. So I saw something online and I got to show it to you. So have you ever seen the movie The Seven? No. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Oh, yes. Yeah. The Seven Deadly yeah. Sins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so when Tasha's like- I hate that. This is a scary movie. Yeah, it is a scary movie. So when it ends, it's like, what's in the box? <laughs> and you know what that re- reminded me of? I just thought I had, <laughs> so I saw something online about that where it was like Tasha when she sees the box on the table. What's in the fucking box? Um, yeah, I mean he's screwed. As soon as he starts talking about that, he's screwed. and that's why no. I think Noah kind of his game plan was all right. Let's let Bennett talk until give him enough rope so that he can hang himself. Like mm-hmm. let's. Let him talk circles and just finally say something that's going to screw him over because I know she's confident in me and I know I'm not challenging her. I'm just going to sit here and try to be as quiet as possible and just say like talk when talk to. And I thought, I mean, we only see half of it, but I think that's how how he's playing it and I think it's going to pay off. So I thought the boss move was when Bennett's like, here, here's a gift. Do you want to take it? Do you want to open it? And he was like, no. Uh, no, no, no. He was, he was caught off guard. He was like, uh, shit. He was thinking like he was going to open it and someone's going to come out. Like, you know, someone's going to go all over him or something. I think that was smart. He was just like, totally smart. He was like, I'm, I think he was just scared. I think he was genuinely just scared of like, like what's going to happen if I open that box. Me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's like, I mean, that is, that's the Trojan horse, right? He just gave him the Trojan horse. He's like, here, here's this gift. He's like, oh, you open it. You, yeah, you got it. You got it. And the fact that Bennett thought it was so necessary to go through each item and tell him that it was a box of love and this is, you know, about friendship and oh my God. (laughs) Well, what a weird time for a peace offering, you know, if, if, and I realize that's not what it was, but I'm saying like, if you want to present it as a peace offering, because in some delusional way, I think he thinks it was. Right. I am. 
I am so much more mature than you and someday you're going to get here and I'm just going to help you along the road. Right. So, so somehow, here's my gift to you. Somehow he thought it was a peace offering, but it was really a, you're a fucking idiot. And I was like, oh man. Yeah. He said the red bandana was a friendship gift because they had a conversation about being on the ranch. Um, but then the socks, that's not a peace offering. So I think. I think that was kind of like, you could, you could, you could argue if the third gift was something good that the second gift is like, hey. Here's something funny. You know, remember when you had that mustache? The only place your facial hair should go is on your leg. Like, that's kind of funny. It's like, hey, we all joked about how your mustache sucked. Here's, here's Is that some... funny in that moment? And... Not in that moment. That's what I'm saying. What a weird time for a peace offering. No, it was not funny yeah. in that moment. But like. You know what was weirder about it? He'd worn the socks. He's like, don't worry, I washed them. I'm like, you are so weird. I, I brought mustache socks, and as it turns out, it's going to be perfect for a gift for you. But I did wash them first. I was like, "Also, he brought the book on emotional intelligence." That's I just realized that that is weird. He's been studying for he, that's what he does at night. He studies, but that was that was the the worst part. You're deficient in three of the four items of emotional intelligence. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I wrote this quote: "I am literally trying to love you up." What? Yeah. Yeah. He. It was weird. He's got some weird, like, psychotic shit going on upstairs. I also thought it was really telling that all the other guys said, yeah, Bennett talks down to everybody. That was, like, quotes from a lot of the dudes. They were like, yeah, Bennett talks down to a lot of people, especially Noah. Like, okay, go home. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. And I, the last thing he said before I think Tasha came in is, this is where we start to folly. Yeah. What, what the hell does that mean? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, I have a pet peeve about that and it started in school when, you know, through my program, like a lot of people would try to really impress the teacher and be so, you know, uh, these profound thoughts. And so they would have, they would use these big words to say something that you could say in very commonplace language super easily. And that's, that's how Bennett is. It's like, I'm going to use these big words to sound more intelligent than I am. That always pisses me off. It's like, yeah, I know what the big words mean, but I don't use them in that way because they're unnecessary. This word means the same as that word, and this word doesn't make you sound like an asshole. So I'm going to use that one. And Bennett doesn't really get that. <laughs> Just So I am struggling so hard to make our Instagram funny. I'm not that witty, but I looked up the word riffraff today because I wanted to make sure I spelled it right. wanted to make sure there were no connotations that weren't. Mm, that's probably a good start. Yeah. yeah. Riffraff. That's my high level word riff did they use that in the show no that was my word for my instagram post that we need to get rid of the riffraff which is mm. bennett and noah mm. i see so I see. that's that's my highfalutin vocabulary <laughs> yeah and for anyone who follows the instagram if you happen to see a post that said jizzy on it uh, i just want to clarify really quickly that's a joking nickname that i have for jc and izzy uh two of our previous guests and you did not really understand the connotation of that when I you posted not, it did I you did. <laughs> Did you? Pretty funny. So you're welcome, Jizzy. <laughs> so I think the you didn't say it out loud, like and think like, hmm, that sounds like something else. So I usually do these Instagram posts at five in the morning, mm. and I've had lots of coffee, and I don't say anything out loud. So no. Yeah. I, I definitely think that uh, we need some. I I need some guidance on Instagram <laughs> posts. Um. All right. So let's talk predictions. Before we do that, I just wanted to ask you one question about when Tasha came in, Noah kind of said, kind of pulled the whole, yeah, he's been mean to me thing. And 
speaking of Bennett and I, I was, I was like, Noah, take the high ground, take the high ground, take the high ground. Yeah. He's not the best about that, no. but like, I think for him, it's more so just silence. Just don't say anything. Yeah. Or don't say too much. Talk when talk to. And if that, if you can do that, I think you win. I hope, I hope he can do it. I hope, I am so excited for the next ep- beginning of the next episode because it's going to be so fun. To be fair though, from Noah's perspective, it's like he's done nothing, um, personal to Bennett. So the fact that Bennett is taking like a personal affront to all this and has made it a beef, it really is kind of like he's been mean to me for no reason. Like, yeah. As dumb as that sounds, that's kind of how it has been. So I do get why Noah's kind of like, why are we even doing this? Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So, but yeah, let's talk some predictions. God, this cast list is so big without, do you have like a shortened list? I don't. Of like who's still here? That's fine. Um. So. Wow. That we've really, oh, wow. Almost everyone is gone. Yeah, we, are, we are really down to the few. Ed is still there. It is still what there. the hell is up with that? Here's I, I wrote a note that um, <clears throat> during the group date that Ed is just so happy that Noah has taken over his spot because <laughs> Ed was the one causing all kinds of drama. I don't think he is happy about that, though. I think he wants to be right in the middle of the drama. So, maybe. Maybe. So hopefully I wouldn't be sad if Ed left. Wait, So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people left. No, there's more than that. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I've got. Ben Bennett, Blake Moines, Brendan, Damar, Ed, and Ivan. And yeah, I don't know. I think. Oh, did I, I say Zach? Did no, I say you Zach? Didn't say Zach. Why is he not? I think he's not even on this cast list. I, oh, there's another. There's another I think row. There were 10. There's another row that didn't come through. That's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then then we've got Noah, Riley, and Spencer. And Zaxi. So that's yeah. 11. That's okay. 11. Yeah. Okay. Spencer's been That makes quiet. more sense. I was like, seven? What? <laughs> yeah. So Spencer, yeah. Quickly to talk about him. Like, he came in and I was like, oh, this guy's going to be an issue. But he's been pretty chill. I think he's getting along with guys better. Mm-hmm. I think he's found his groove. But we really haven't seen him and Tasha very much. So no. that'll be interesting to see in the future. So front runner. Boy, that one's a tough one for me. You know, I was really bowled over by Zach's story. Um, I kind of still think it's Ben. I think I think Ben is still in the front runner position. I agree. I agree. I would like. There's just something about Ben that doesn't sit with me. I cannot. I know we. I really liked him at the beginning, and then there's just something like gut check that hasn't sat well with me. I just don't know if. I think he thinks he's there for the right reasons, but I don't know if he like fully is invested in this for whatever reason. I don't know why. I maybe agree with th- you. Maybe that's what it is. I don't think it's not that he's not, he does, he thinks he's invested. That's what I'm saying. I, just I think don't, he thinks he's there for the right reasons. Yeah. I just don't think he's quite ready for all of this. I agree. I think there's, I agree with you. There's just something that's not quite right. And there was something about Zexy that I thought was interesting where he was talking about, you know, he survived a brain tumor and he has survived addiction and you know why can't this be another survival or why can't this be another miracle i agree the only thing that the only reason i would say that's not true is because of the preview we see in that taisha's like well i just keep hearing things i don't like about you so that to me says in terms of or things that scare me about you is i think how she said it so the cheating thing which obviously we're going to get into next time but that also means that this whole addiction and drug thing as much as she was like supportive of it, it freaked her out, which uh, you can't really, I'm not judging. Um, oh gosh. I mean, he talked about DUIs. He right, talked about right. 
Um, so like, I think, I wonder if that just might seem like he might seem like too much of a risk at the end. Yeah. I, and I think dealing with someone's addictive moment and it sounded like it was for many years that there's a lot of behaviors that happened in that moment. And you really have to accept that he's turned over a new leaf and, you know, an addict is always, you know, they're always maintaining recovery. So right. yeah, I, th- I think that is, that was such a vulnerable thing for him to share because there was a lot of risk associated with it. Yeah. But also this is me. This is me. Take, you know, take all of me. Yeah. No, I, I just think like when you have your pick of the litter, you're not really going to take that guy, which yeah. is unfortunate, but I think Super it's unfortunate. true. But yeah, I, but you can understand why you would kind of pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, Ivan is still my bring home to mama pick. I just, I don't see him and Tasha together at the end, but I really like him. He, sh- he has shown He's up. He's just a good dude. It, really good dude. And I also think Brendan. Uh, could fit under that category. He seems like a very good dude. I I agree too. I I think he's almost too sweet. Mm. Like I don't know. I think I, I think there's always a women kind of like that a little bit of a bad boy in there, and he just comes off so incredibly sweet. But yes, I would think Brendan as well. So let's pick three guys who we think are going to go home, including one of the Noah Bennett. I'm hoping Ed. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely hoping Bennett. I could I could have Noah stay. And well, one of them is going to stay. She says only one of them is going to go home, and we I see. Keep, I keep thinking she's going to send them both home. No, one's going home. Okay, so I would pick Bennett, Ed, Demar for lack of just knowing anything about him. Yeah, I'm between. Damar and Blake Moines. Oh, Blake. No, I would pick Blake over I DeMar. think so too. But I also could see that kind of being like a shocker send, Damar. Like, the, you know, there's always got to be one that you're like, what? Yeah. I hope it's Ed. If it's not Ed, we've got, like, come Because there's been nothing between the two of them. Right. It just, uh At least Blake is some light humor. I mean, I think he's. Has there been anything between him and her? I don't think so either. No. So I'm like. Damar just like I feel like there could be. He just has not gotten a chance. Yeah, I'm. I feel bad for. And him. that happens sometimes where somebody you ha- that hasn't had any screen time gets some screen time. So I'm hoping that's the case. I don't think so. But I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Bennett. I agree. Ed and I think I'm gonna say Damar. I really want it to be Blake Moines, but I think I'm gonna say Damar. My biggest fear is that she sends Noah home. Why? Why is that your biggest fear? Because I don't want Bennett there. Oh, you mean like, oh, I see what you're saying. Um, She's not going to send Noah home. I will bet my life on it. I, ho- I hope you're right. There's so, no way. I'm super excited. Never. That gift thing was unbelievable. Unless Noah just totally blows. Like, I'm trying to think, what's the scenario where Noah goes home? He has to blow up his spot. And how would he even do that? Well, he has to maintain himself during a cocktail party, too. So he's... No, no. You think? Oh. Because that's when the roses go out. Yeah, but I think it's pretty clear it's like one of them is going to stay. Yeah. I think that's how... I don't know. Well, the two-on-one, one of them is going to stay. That's right, right, right. No, no, no I know you're saying, though, but like, I don't think she would do that just to turn around and send the other one home afterwards. She would just send them both home immediately. Yeah. And clearly one is going home. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't... The only way I think Noah could blow up his spot is by like... 
lashing out really bad. But even I just am like, there's no way, especially the the box. Come on. Yeah. Well, super excited. I can't wait for the beginning because we know it's going to start with that scene and we know it's probably going to go straight yeah. to a rose ceremony. So, so. I, I said Yay. this to you, but this is the first time that I've ever gotten the like cliffhanger to be continued and be like, oh, come on. Because I really <laughs> want to see what happens here. I have to say that your dad watched the entire episode with me and didn't leave the room. So, wow. I know. Big so, famous. it must have been Amos watched a good amount with me. He's not he probably wouldn't admit that to you, but No, he, he definitely admitted it to me. Really? <laughs> anybody who sits down, I'm telling you, anybody who sits down is hooked. No matter how much they hate it, they're hooked. That's yeah. a fact. Well, and your dad gave <clears> them the ultimate insult last night when he said, "It's just like Survivor. It's both about, you know, how you the moves that you make yep. to survive." Yep. Definitely. And they're big Survivor fans, so. Yeah. 100%. Um, all right. Well, I think that caps off our episode. We will see you guys next week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram as always. But yeah, bye-bye. Bye. I'm not the kind of girl that you're taking pictures with, that you're seeing in the daylight. You're not the kind of girl that you're eating breakfast with, that you're talking about to your friends. Not the kind of girl you bring home to mama.